0: Girl Rebecca and Lily and you're listening to Jess Things. Ooh. Ooh. Hey Boo, thanks and welcome back to Jess Ghoulie Things and we are your beautiful hosts Rebecca and Lily. Hi. So <laughs> I love how our weekly Skype calls before our episode starts are just talking about work and all of your crazy shenanigans that happen. Oh, um, my God. Are you able to do a little little Lily story time before we get started on what happened today? Are you able okay. to disclose that? So, yeah,
1: sure. So, today at the bank, um, this woman came through, and she comes through all the time, and she's usually pretty nice. Usually. And- she said she, so our drive-thru is four lanes, and I had four cars in, I had one car in every lane, and some cars had cars behind them. And they, like, all arrived at once, so I was already, like, kind of rattled. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, like, I can do this. So <clears throat> she presses that, like, talk button, which re- which causes this really loud, obnoxious beeping sound <laughs> in the drive-thru. Um, so she presses it like right away like she didn't give us a chance to greet her or finish what we were doing and she just like came in mad so i'm like okay like hi you know welcome to the bank how can i help you and she was like okay i'm sending this over but i need a slip Uh, a withdrawal slip and i said okay so i sent her by accident a deposit slip because cause I was just, like, jumbled up, and there's four different types of slips you can have. You can have a savings withdrawal or a saving deposit or a checking withdrawal or a checking deposit. So I sent her the wrong slip, basically, and she immediately, you know, is like, You sent me the wrong slip. How am I supposed to fill this out? So I was like, Okay, sorry. Let me, you know, fix that for you. And then, um, so we, uh, we do our transaction, and she's about to leave and she just starts yelling into the microphone like Rebecca literally we could barely understand what she was saying because of how <laughs> intensely she was yelling so she starts yelling saying that she sent us her license and her ATM card and she never got it back and I looked for it and I didn't have it and my coworker didn't have it and our other coworker didn't have it either so we checked the floor nothing so we tell her we can't find it And this lady just went bonkers. She started screaming at us, you need to be more careful with your customers. This has happened to me four times, which it
0: hasn't. She's in all the time. Four times? Do you think maybe you could do a different branch if it happened the first three? (laughs) Right?
1: Like, what the fuck?
0: So then...
1: She's, this is the real like, shocking part is she starts going up to other cars in line in the drive-thru telling them that we have lost her card.
0: Such a supreme Karen move.
1: Oh my God, it was insane. So then after that, she calls us. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to pull over and get out of the way. You guys find my card. She calls us and I give her to my coworker because I, like, I have stuff to do now. We don't have the card. It might have fallen out like, Sometimes the tubes that you send to and from, they don't latch all the way. And stuff can, like, get knocked loose in the, like, uh, in that big thingy. tube that the yeah. tube gets sent through, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we're like, was it open? And she's like, I don't know if it was open when I sent it. How would I know that? And <laughs> she just starts, so she just starts literally screaming at my coworker in the parking lot. She's pulled over. And we can still see her. She, like, called her friend to, like, help him. Like, I don't know why she called her friend. But, like, her (laughs) friend gets there. And she's, she's pointing all these fingers at us and still has not checked her own car. Finally, she gets out of her car, takes a look around, calls us again, just as our manager is about to go out or our, like, store representative. And says hey um so i found it it was on the floor of my car oh. i dropped it after 15 minutes of screaming at us and like everyone in the drive through line could hear her
0: oh my gosh
1: it was i literally she and she would just like stand there and just stare at me in the eyes <laughs>
0: and i was like am i about to be a world star <laughs> Like, what the fuck is going on <gasps> oh my god that is so cringe it was. It was.
1: And like, I'm still new, so I'm like, did I, did I do this wrong? And finally, like the the guy who was on the phone with her went out, and she was like, yeah, I'm just like really sorry, blah blah blah. Oh and my gosh. He's like, yeah, just don't you know be like that. And she was like, yeah, have a good day, and just like drove off. <gasps> and it was so jarring that for the next like 10 minutes all of us couldn't focus because of the huge stink this lady had caused that would
0: make i'm i'm not even working there and that makes my blood boil oh my god it
1: was insane and other people were like looking around looking at us like some people were laughing because they didn't know what else to do yeah
0: that's so awkward i'm one of those like people when like there's really high tension in the room i have to laugh and it's so bad because I do it at the most inappropriate times. But it's the only way I can get through something is laughing. It's, it's such a blessing and a curse because I like to joke about really fucked up times, like when it comes to my life. But then it's also mm-hmm. like when it comes to things like that, and I'm laughing where I'm not involved, but like I hear it going on and I can't help but laugh to try to like ease the tension. It's like, this isn't the time, Rebecca. You need to like go somewhere <laughs> else with that. But, no, I've oh. had
1: those moments, too. I feel like we all have, but I'm sorry that you're prone to them. I, I used to be like that, too, where I would, like, and I had a friend like that, too, in, like, elementary school when they would get yelled at by teachers. And you just sit there and giggle, not because you think it's funny, but because, like, what the fuck else? are you Like, your it's just your body's reaction. That's, yeah. Like, I don't get people. Like, okay,
0: there's a couple times that if someone's yelling at me or something, I could just sit there with a straight face. Mm-hmm. But it's just so awkward, like, especially when you think that, like, other people are looking at you getting yelled at. That's the worst feeling in the world. Oh, my God. I have anxiety just thinking about it right now. Like, I'm like, oh, my. Like, I just want, like, I'm smiling right now because I'm like, oh, my God, this is (laughs) such a, like, it's so weird. But I think that the whole point of this story is be nice to customer service people and especially just be nice to people in general right now during people that are working during this quarantine Mm -hmm. and this pandemic it's just we're all going through it and especially for you know you know the service that you do you guys are you guys are exposed to a lot of different people all the time oh yeah and it's and especially you just said like the four lanes were filled and there were people behind all the four lanes i mean i can only imagine especially for you just starting there as well it's so overwhelming to be starting a whole new venture in this climate
1: it was a lot it was a lot and i was and and i was and i've seen this woman before like she's come through a couple of times and like she always seemed fine so maybe she was just having a bad day and this was like the last straw but then like Maybe be like, oh, I don't need this today. Like my boyfriend broke up with me, or oh, this is the last thing I need to lose my license. You We're know, I'm entitled to a bad or
0: some shit. I don't know. Yeah, but like this is my thing, and I've and I think I've been pretty good with it. Is if I'm having a bad day, I try to make it a point not to take it out on other people. Like people yeah. will know that I'm upset, but I won't try, I won't take that aggression or that frustration out on other people because I feel bad. Like I would never. I would never want to make someone feel that bad. It's one thing if someone, like, look, there are definitely situations where, like, you can complain about customer services. Like, if there's someone being rude to you or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's definitely times and places. But for something like that, where you didn't even check your own car, like, you're canceled, Karen. Goodbye. Honestly, I follow this account called Keeping Up With The Karens on
1: Instagram. Check them out. (laughs) And it's all Karen videos. And I was like waiting for someone to whip out a phone and phone and film her.
0: That probably would have been really good, especially if you got the reaction of her realizing that her Id and her Atm card were already in her fucking car. Oh, oh the time of. Uh, all right, anyway. But okay, sorry, guys, so after that experience, would you say that you were in desperate need of a vacation, Lily? Oh, yes. So, with that being said, we thought that this week's episode should be in honor of all the summer vacations that couldn't be. So, this week, Lily and I are going to be talking about our favorite summer vacations that we've had, the history behind the location, and some of its hauntings. Ooh. So, I, Lily and I did not discuss each other's locations yet. So I have been very interested to see what Lily picked. I feel like like I I I I know which one you would pick. What did you do? Is it that is it that obvious of the location?
1: I feel like everyone who like
0: knows me knows what I picked. You picked Disney World, didn't you? I I totally oh. fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> i fucking
1: knew it like well like what else am i gonna do
0: there's other locations in the world besides There's disney other world? places i can go besides disney world wow that's shocking <laughs> all right lily so i'm so i'm i actually figured you were gonna do this one so i'm very excited to see what you were able to come up with today okay so
1: i did a little research and interestingly enough most of the like ghost stories and everything happened at
0: disneyland Ooh, wait was disneyland the first one or the second okay okay that makes sense dude do you (laughs) do you want to know what my first like screen name was um fuck yes i do disney chick no yes disney well no was it spelled chick like c-h-i-c-k like i mean in What was going on? No, it
1: was just C-H-I-C. I I tried to be cool, not realizing that that's also how you spell the word chic.
0: (laughs) Oh, Lord. If we could just access our old AIM accounts, the world would be a better place. Oh, boy. Okay, anyways.
1: So, um, there was, like, one... There were some spooky incidents um, at Disney World, but, like, the juicy stuff comes from Disneyland. So, Disneyland... We all know is in Anaheim, California. Mm-hmm. Um, it was built in, or it opened in 1955. So, and there have been actually, I think there's only been one death in Disneyland, and that was so they had this ride called America Sings, and it was really cool. So it was a, it's a round theater. They have one now called Carousel of Progress. Um, it's one of my favorite rides. <laughs> so basically, it's you go into this round building, and there's a little stage, and it has audio animatronics or whatever, and after each little skit, the room that you sit in moves oh. and goes to a different point on the round stage. So you can show six shows at once, if that makes sense. That's
0: pretty cool. Wait, is that in Disney World, too? Yeah. Okay, I think I've been on that one. I think. Yeah.
1: So, um a girl, or like a young lady, um, was on America Sings, and she got stuck. This is awful. She either worked for the ride, or, but I think she was a tourist there, Um, got caught in between the rotating walls. Oh, no. Yeah. And then, like, there's the stories of, like, the kids who go there after graduation night and, like, drown in the river, but, like, I don't know how true those are. Oh, God. So, but our first story of Disneyland takes place nowhere else but the Haunted Mansion. Ooh. So, this ghost is called the Crying Child. The Crying Child inhabits Disneyland's Haunted Mansion He is seen at the exit to the attraction, you guessed it, crying and asking for his mother. So the story behind it, according to Scott M. Leonard, says that a woman, quote, a woman came to Disneyland with the ashes of her little boy who always loved the haunted mansion. She tried to get permission to scatter his ashes on the attraction, but of course Disney wouldn't allow it. She did it anyway, (laughs) adding his remains to the dust in the mansion. To this day, cast members and guests have claimed to see a young boy near the exit lift, sitting by the speed ramps and crying. Near the unload area, there is a mirror so the cast members can see if anyone comes down the speed ramps. Once, a cast member saw what they thought... uh, Saw a figure that they thought was in the butler or maid costume, so that's how they dress. The people who work at Disney are called cast members, so... Um basically the costume or an attire for um working on the haunted mansion is you look like a spooky maid or a spooky butler.
0: That's goals. I would yeah. totally rock that outfit. I know, right? They get like these bows and
1: shit. It's awesome. Um So, real quick, I want to go back to the crying child. So, the crying child everyone like a lot of people have heard this story and it is true that people do occasionally scatter ashes on disney rides makes sense to me what they do though this is awful what they do is they literally just stop the ride for like 30 seconds vacuum them up and keep going no and literally your loved one's
0: ashes end up in like the orlando city dump stop it i'm not even fucking lying. you have to people to be more discreet about this shit
1: well what are they supposed to do backing them up put them in a ziploc and be like here you go ma'am you dropped this <laughs> like, your urn looks a little empty there might i suggest these remains coming back to you oh my like, what the fuck are you supposed to now oh lord so anyways Another incident happened near um the speed ramps, so a cast member saw a figure that they thought was in the butler or maid costume. They thought that this was a cast member coming to relieve them of their position so that the cast member who was working could move on to a different location of the ride. But after the cast member turned around, there was n- nobody um there was nobody there. Ah. So they thought that this person was um, on the ride in what they call... Guess what they call the little things you ride in on the Haunted Mansion? What? A doom buggy. <gasps> that like is hysterical. Buggy. So a couple doom buggies passed by and there was... Um, so there was nobody in the doom buggy that was arriving. And they were like, that was weird. So after a few guests unloaded, the cast member saw the figure for a second time. This time, she noticed he was, uh, she noticed he was wearing a tuxedo, and he walked up right behind her. The specter then tried to talk, but no sound was heard, and he placed his hand on her shoulder. Feeling a chill, she turned around to once again see an empty hallway she took off running out of the mansion and quit shortly afterward (laughs) so it is worth mentioning that um disney's official stance on ash scattering is that it doesn't happen (laughs) um so people do ask but the answer of course is always no um So yeah, if you're ever like, I think of this now when I'm on a Disney ride and it pauses and it like they pause the ride. Usually it's just because they have someone, you know, in a wheelchair or like, or something like that where they need to like slow things down so that they can you know assist that person onto
0: the ride. Uh Stuff like that.
1: Um, It is rarely because they're scattering ashes, but every (laughs) now and then I sit there and think, "Hmm, what if?
0: You now every time I go to Disney World, I'm gonna think of that. Yeah, I'm going to think. Oh, are they just scattering ashes right now? Like I mean, I'm I personally am for it, okay? Like if someone's dying wish is to have a little bit of themselves in a little corner of a ride, who am I to say? Who am I to go against their last wishes? You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I get that. I mean, if I were if I wanted my ashes scattered like in Disney I would definitely do it like they have boats that take you from like a resort or just a boat stop to a park do it on the water because you can't vacuum water you can't although that
0: might poison the ducks I don't think I don't think dust would poison the ducks right no I don't think so it's dust it's human remains it's ashes yeah I mean it's 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 a little fucked up but I mean it's more ethical I guess But, okay, so Lily, if you have... But, okay, say if Disney World said, you know what, go fucking bananas. Scatter your ashes wherever (laughs) you want, but you can only pick one location. What park and what specific area of that park would you want your ashes to be? Oh, God. You know, I gotta say the Haunted Mansion. Really? Okay, that's very fitting.
1: Right, because it's like, I'm in the afterlife. I'm dead, like... Or no, 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 no. I know where I want them scattered. Where? In Cinderella Castle. <gasps> there is a like ooh, dream hotel suite. Yes. I want them scattered there.
0: Ooh, that's in what that's expensive as fuck. Um where would I want my ashes spread? I only think. I was not prepared for this question. Um ooh, gosh. Um, you know what's so funny? Okay. So, my favorite Right, So, the first time I ever went to Disney World, I was six years old. Mm-hmm. And I was going down to see my grandfather, who had a house in, the, in Florida. And so, as part of the trip, we went to Disney World for the first time. Absolute time in my life. Didn't go back until I was... For my 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. So, but I remember... The first roller coaster ride or like at least ride that I remember realizing my love for roller coasters was the Dumbo ride where like you can adjust going up and down.
1: Yes, and so
0: okay I when I would I went on the ride with my grandfather and his mother, my great grandmother, who at the time was like 90 something and we brought her because even though she could fully walk and she like hated wheelchairs we put her in a wheelchair so that we could like cut the line and stuff and she was totally down to go on the rides too so she would go on all the rides with me and so I love that yes that a wholesome memory so oh my god so And she was just so much fun to be around I mean she's she was more fun than like half my friends at this age so (laughs) she uh, so as part of the ride if you guys haven't been on it you can pick whether you Dumbo goes up or goes down The whole time, I just wanted to be on the highest altitude, and I refused to lower my Dumbo ride. And my mom's like, Rebecca, at some point, you have to lower it. And I'm, like, yelling out. I'm like, no, I want to stay up here forever. And then I realized at that moment how much, not that I necessarily love heights, but I love the adrenaline that comes with being in high elevations, like in roller coasters or rides. And from then on, like, I just always, that ride for some reason has always stuck out to me in any Disney memory that I have. So I'd probably have to put my ashes over by that ride.
1: Stop, I'm gonna fucking cry. That is so (laughs) sweet. And here I am, like, I wanna live large. (laughs) Okay, so there is a couple more. Ooh, let's hear it. Okay, so this next one is on Space Mountain. Mm. so the ghost believed to inhabit disneyland space mountain is known as mr one way he is said to be a large man with a red face and reddish hair who occupies the seat next to a single rider mr one way is allegedly the ghost of a man who died while riding space mountain and quote continues to ride space mountain until judgment day oh lord Right? That's an awesome judgment day, though. That really is. Fucking Space Mountain. So he will board the ride with guests, ride along with them, but by the time you reach that final tunnel, the man next to you disappears. Ooh. Apparently, though, and I don't know if I should be disappointed in this or not, there is no record of a man who has died while riding Space Mountain at Disneyland.
0: Huh that they want to say publicly
1: right exactly i mean there is a woman who did pass away but it wasn't she didn't pass away like on space mountain she passed away because i believe she had like a heart condition and went on space mountain
0: oh
1: so there is also allegedly like another version of mr one way um he haunts the like queue of the ride Okay. where people where people wait to get on and presents himself as a young man from the 1970s. And you don't realize this right away, but the longer you talk to him, the more you'll realize he's from a completely different era.
0: So he has full-on conversations with people?
1: Yeah. That's so cool. That would be me as a ghost. Like, I would never shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it's probably, like, rule of ghost. You're not allowed to say you're a ghost. But he's probably like, dropping hints that he's dead. Like, yeah, in Vietnam a few years ago, wink, wink, right? Like, What are
0: you supposed to do while you're waiting
1: for Judgment Day? <laughs> it's going to be a long wait for Judgment Day if you can't fucking talk. <laughs> Seriously. So the story behind Mr. One Way, though, is that he was one of the people who worked on Space Mountain, um, and he died during the construction but Disney did not want to delay the ride's opening, so they just covered up his death as if he had never existed. Ooh. So that could be why he's haunting it, but and of course like Disney isn't going to like release an official statement saying, "Yeah, we totally covered up this guy's death."
0: And Disney is Disney. If they want something covered up, they're going to have it covered the fuck up. Like absolutely fucking lutely Disney is like practically is one of the five entities that run the world. Whether, if you Uh, break it down of, like, who owns Disney and, like, what Disney owns, like, it's absolutely bonkers if you look into it.
1: Oh, totally. Like, what Disney wants, Disney either gets or gets done. Oh,
0: for sure. Retweet.
1: (laughs) And then we have another account saying that Walt Disney's ghost haunts the Disneyland park.
0: Ooh.
1: So when you first enter Disneyland, just after Town Hall, there's a fire station on the left. On the second floor of the fire station, there was a little suite for Walt Disney when the park was open. Um, so he got to go to Disneyland. He never got to go to Disney World because he passed away before it opened. Um, so he had like this little like apartment, office suite type thing, and you can actually take a tour of it now, which is awesome. Um, and In the window of this little suite, there's an old-fashioned lamp. And when Walt was present at the park, they would turn the light on so that people would know he was there, like as a code. Yeah. So allegedly, one day, a cast member was cleaning the suite above the firehouse when the light turned on by itself. She figured it was just some kind of a glitch, so she turned the light off and went back to her work. When she turned around a few seconds later, the lamp was back on again. She turned the lamp off yet again, and this time she watched it closely. The lamp switched itself on for a third time. Ah! She got spooked and left the fire station. So that's that's it for Disneyland. So we have some accounts Mm. of that. And now um, for Disney World. Oh, wow. So there is also believed to be a boy who haunts the Florida Haunted Mansion.
0: Hmm. Let's hear about this boy.
1: So California's Haunted Mansion isn't the only one that's said to play host to an actual ghost of a little boy. Someone posting in the WDW Magic Forums in 2004 wrote that they allegedly took a photo seen in the tweet I've embedded here while riding the Haunted Mansion in Disney World in Florida. So what I'm going to do really quick is see if I can save this photo and send it to you. I'll send it to you when we're done. Okay. Um, Actually, no, I'm going to just screenshot it right now. I'm going to text it to you. I didn't want to send it to you ahead of time because I want to get, like, your live reaction because it takes a minute to kind of – process okay
0: okay
1: yes. all right all right it might take a while to
0: send Did oh you I, get it, I, yet? Just got, I just got it i just got it okay boy in a... what that's not a real kid <laughs> no no fucking way that's a that's a full on kid Right? It looks like he's, like, peeking out. And I'll, I'll post a screenshot of the tweet, too. You see um, his eyes, his to nose. See. He's, like, kind of smiling as if he's like, ah, oh, I'm on the ride, like, this is fun.
1: Yeah, just peeking around, having a good time. So the tweet says, as you'll see in the photo after clicking the link, it appears as though a child is peeking his head out of the doom buggy and looking directly at me, the forum member wrote. Not only was he not there when I took the pic, There wasn't a child of this age within 20 people in front of me in line. Ah! As you can see, he's only a few doom buggies in front of me. Not only that, but what's he doing looking at me? There is no (laughs) flash and no visible light coming from me. It's all infrared and invisible to the naked eye.
0: Oh, Lordy. Yeah, so that picture is going to haunt me. It looks kind of like a B.E.K., oh my god stop it don't tell me there's B.E.K. in Disney World or I'm never actually no like I'm still going back to Disney World but like it'll make me question my choices of going back to Disney World
1: it looks I mean
0: maybe it's just because the picture's fuzzy Um, I mean you definitely don't see a pupil I mean it is black the kid does have black eyes and it is a kid it is a child they are definitely so. a minor
1: so, I guess we've got ourselves a potential B.E.K. At Disney World. Oh, gosh. All right. And so, the last haunted, like, attraction that I have is in Disney World on their version of Pirates of the Caribbean. So, it says, this tale is probably, the, this is from DisneyWorldEnthusiast.com, by the way. These are not my words. Okay. Um, it says this tale is probably the most well-known of all the ghost stories of walt disney world as the story goes a young construction worker named george fell to his death while working on a high area of the pirates building each day cast members say good morning and good night to george over the pa system and if they don't give him the respect he desires it is sure to make a long day for him for them. oh lord this ghost is known to cause all sorts of mischief, such as shutting down the ride, causing breakdowns, making phone calls from an empty control room, and appearing on the ride monitors. Many guests have, reporting feeling, have reported feeling a mysterious chill, especially in the room with the burning city where it is believed George fell to his death. <sighs> his favorite hangouts are rumored to be near the pirate with the pigs under the bridge of the pi- i know where all of these spots are like i know exactly where the pirate with the pigs is i'm such a fucking disney nerd. <laughs> um under the bridge of the pirate with his leg hanging over and near the door known as george's door by the dog with the keys i know what that is um, i can't relate Where are <laughs>
0: You don't want to. This is a, like, you, you, I've fallen down the hole I think, like, I think you reading these right now, like, it's exciting me because I love, I I do love Disney and I love hearing haunted history of Disney, but I feel like if I were to see you right now, you'd totally have a boner. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you have a little female boner going on talking about this and knowing where everything is.
1: this twitter account <laughs> called lady boners and it was just all like shirtless pictures of celebrities but it would be like zach efron and like dave
0: franco oh my god but like, and then it just started getting really him. cringy
1: and i was like yeah no more anyways basically he is all over the ride from start to finish that's what they're saying okay these are all different points in the ride there's um yeah, I mean, some of this stuff where they see him is in the beginning of the ride. Some's in the middle. Some's like at the, like the last scene of the ride he's been seen at. So um, there have been reports of guests going on Pirates of the Caribbean shouting that they don't believe in George, and have mm. later found themselves stuck on the attraction for a long period of time huh. due to a breakdown. Of course. So yeah, that's that's the uh, haunted happenings. At Walt Disney World and Disneyland.
0: Ooh, I want to experience that. I want to experience something spooky, kooky, ooky.
1: Right? In Disney, is me, is me?
0: In <laughs> Disney, and Disney, is me.
1: I've just been, I've been like doing like spooky, kooky, ooky. Like I've been adding like extra syllables to words. Like I told you this. I think I mentioned it in another episode. Like back when I was still living at home. <laughs> my mom was like, what's for dinner? I asked my mom what's for dinner, and she's like, turkey, and I was like, you mean turkey, turkey, yorky?
0: And she's like, how many days left until you get out of my face every day? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, wait.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: Oh, I love I've been doing
1: that, her. just like off the cuff for, for since I first heard spooky kooky yooky, I'm just annoying in the way I speak. I wonder
0: if, like, any of our listeners are starting to say it now, because I feel like we say it way too often for our, like, religiously listening listeners to like not say it either because I catch it, myself saying it all the time now I don't, I oh, don't add it to words I just say spooky kooky ooky
1: yeah no I've, I've thrown out spooky kooky ookie a couple of times Um, I'm trying to think I can't think of any other words I've done it to but yeah oh I've definitely said spooky kooky ookie. I said it to my mom once and she was like what I think the first time she heard me say it she was so lost <laughs> and that was that was from a video that you found yes. so you take all credit for Spooky Kooky Yuki
0: ah I, I wish I knew the girl's username so I can give her proper credit but girl you're funny as fuck and thank you for our references that we use on Just Ghoulie Things we appreciate you <laughs> oh,
1: giving credit where credit is due okay what is uh your I don't I don't know what you picked okay okay
0: um so okay. L- l- well let's see Let- just just guess you don't have to get it right no pressure
1: okay uh, i have a couple of places did you pick the jersey shore i did not okay i I was obligated
0: that was an option that was an option but no okay
1: did you pick okay let's play a guessing game is it north of us no Huh? is it myrtle beach no is it west of us no
0: Huh. Huh. I'm just going to give you a hint. Okay. It, when we talked about our favorite vacations, it didn't necessarily mean it had to be in the United States. Italy! Yes, but I'm going to be talking specifically about Venice, Italy. Ooh, I'm so, excited. Yes, so the reason why I chose Venice, Italy was when I was around 12 years old, my grandmother was diagnosed with cancer, and she knew from the diagnosis that she was going to make it to see my 16th birthday. So she had asked me, um, you know, honey, like, if what would you want to do for your 16th birthday? And she's like, would you want, if I were to, you know, put some money aside for you, like, would you want to have a birthday party for your 16th birthday? And I was like, and especially because I was not popular in school, I was like, no, like, I don't want to party. I want to travel. So, um, she put some money aside and, uh, I ended up originally, I wanted to go to Australia and, in fifth grade, I did like a project on Australia. I did like a bunch of stuff and then found out that it was like 24 hours to fly to Australia. And I just thought that like, by the time I was 16, I'm like, I don't have the patience for this. Oh yeah. So I just decided that my mom, dad and I would go to Italy. So we went for two weeks and we went on this it was globus which is like a traveler uh tour group mm-hmm. and you are paired with a group of people from all over the world i made friends in arizona, long island, australia, uh ev- like everywhere, canada and you're with these people for 2 weeks and you go um on this excursion to all different parts of italy And it was such an amazing experience. I still talk to some of the people that we were on that tour with to this day. Uh, And we got to visit so many specific places. I mean, Capri and Venice were my top favorites, though. And that's why I wanted to choose Venice. Because Venice just had this, like, charm to it that I can't really describe. But it's I've seen your pictures from Venice. mm -hmm. They were
1: amazing.
0: It's just one of those places that it's a city on water and it's it's just not like something we have here in the United States. Yeah. And I didn't get as much like personal like Reddit experience or anything like that through this. It's a lot of history and a lot of curses that supposedly <gasps> are on the island. So I'm excited. Okay. So I'm going to start off with some history of Venice. So Venice known as La Dominante or La Serenissima or Queen of the Adriatic, City of Water, City of Masks, City of Bridges, the Floating City, and the City of Canals. It's a city in northeastern Italy and the capital of the Veneto region, and it's situated on a group of 118 small islands that are separated by canals and linked by over 400 bridges. Which I did not realize how many islands and how many bridges were connecting all together in that region. I did not realize how massive it was. Um, But the islands are located in the shallow Venetian Lagoon. It's an enclosed bay that lies between the mouths of the Po and the Piave Rivers, uh, more exactly between the Brenta and the Sile. And in 2018, 260,897 people resided in the Comune de Venezia, of whom around 55,000 lived in the historical city of Venice. And together with Padua and Treviso, the city is included in the Padua Treviso, Venice metropolitan area, which is considered a statistical metropolitan area with a total population of 2.6 million people. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. 55,000 live in Venice, but a total uh, 2.6 million people. That is insane. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a lot, a lot, a lot. So a lot of people ask, well, where does the word Venice come from? And the name is derived from the ancient... Veneti people who inhabited the region by the 10th century BC. The city was historically the capital of the Republic of Venice for a millennium and more from 697 to 1797, a whole millennium. I mean, that's insane. right. We can't even talk about that length of time where we stand now in the United that's States. Am- that is honestly amazing to me. Mm hmm. And uh, it was a major financial and maritime power during the Middle Ages and the Renaissance in a staging area for the Crusades and the Battle of Lepanto, as well as an important center of commerce, especially silk, grain, and spice, and of art from the 13th century to the end of the 17th. Uh, you, go, you go to Venice, and I remember one of the things that we did there was we went to like a glass glassblowing um, sesh class where we got to see like how they make it. And just everything... All the stores that are in Venice, a lot of them are, like, very mom-pop, small shops. Everything's handmade, and it's so wholesome, and it's so beautiful. You just want to buy everything in all the stores. But uh, you have to be careful when you go to Venice because, like, they know that it's a tourist attraction, and they will literally fucking jack the prices up so much if you're a tourist and, like, you don't understand the language. So you got to be careful about that, but... For the most part, I just just admire the art. And, yeah, it's just beautiful. Um, Anyway, the city-state of Venice is considered to have been the first real international financial center emerging in the 9th century and reaching its greatest prominence in the 14th century. This made Venice a wealthy city throughout most of its history and after the napoleonic wars and the congress of vienna the republic was annexed by the austrian empire until it became part of the kingdom of italy in 1866 following a referendum held as a result of the third italian war of independence so um during the time that we were there i believe we went in all we went i think we went like the end of July yeah I think we went the end of July because we went around my mom's birthday I think we were there on a day of my mom's birthday and um, there were fireworks on the water of Venice and it was just oh. so beautiful and we didn't we I, I at the time I didn't really know the history of Venice mm-hmm. and so we just started seeing these huge fireworks going off and it was just so cool it was just such an awesome experience to be on this island and just looking up that, of these huge fireworks that are just going off in the water a few feet before you. That's amazing. Yeah. So, although no surviving historical records deal directly with the founding of Venice, like how it came to be, uh, tradition and available evidence have led several historians to agree that the original population of Venice consisted of refugees from nearby Roman cities such as Padua, Treviso, Altino, and Concordia, as well as from the undefended countryside who were fleeing successive waves of Germanic and Hun invasions. This is further supported by the documentation on the so-called apost- apostolic families, the 12 founding families of Venice, who elected the first Doge, or who, would like, I don't know if it's, like, it's D-O-G-E, I don't know how exactly to pronounce it, but it's a duke, it's, you know, it's, it's a form of, like, monarchy, who, in most cases, trace their lineage back to Roman families. Some late Roman sources reveal the existence of fishermen on the islands in the original marshy lagoons who were referred to as lagoon dwellers. The traditional founding is identified with the dedication of the first church, that of San Giacomo, um, on the islet of Rialto, which is the high shore, said to have taken, a, taken place at the stroke of noon on March 25th, 421. Yeah, the year 421. You Holy heard that right. Shit. Yeah, so that... and This is stuff that historians have had to kind of piece together because um, I don't know exactly why there wasn't... um, There's not a lot of surviving historical records. I mean, maybe because it's, like, from the fucking year, like, 300. Um, But also there are a lot of really bad floods that happen in Venice as well and just, you know, Uh. natural things that have happened where huge historical landmarks have been destroyed. So I could imagine that, you know... Artifacts and historical records could have been destroyed by those storms as well.
1: Um, that, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know what? Venice is not fucking around with its history because it's got a pretty rich hit, like this, and this is all that they know. Yeah, like, there's probably a bunch of other
0: shit nobody even knows happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. If when you think of Italy, well, if you think of Italy in general, but say specifically Venice. If you know anything about Venice, it's known for its art. Uh, you know, the silk, the, the, just the glass blowing and just the, just the beautiful architecture of everything. And it makes sense because this is, they were thriving during the Renaissance era and during these, these times in history where art was like such a huge part of history. So it makes sense to why they were so successful and how Record could show that they were probably like the first, um, how, how do I describe it? Like the first real international financial center in the world like interesting it's pretty crazy and it i mean while it's pretty big like when you break down like all the hundreds of islands that are that make up this area venice is still really small so for it to be known as such a big part of history especially our our economic and financial history it's pretty crazy crazy. Um, that's amazing yeah so of course this history drives so many people to visit venice a year The city hosts up to 60,000 tourists per day. And this was based off a 2017 estimate. Estimates of the annual number of tourists vary from 22 million to 30 million. So that is a lot for a small city like Venice to take on. And this has created over-tourism, which it creates overcrowding and plenty of environmental problems for Venice's ecosystem. Um, and by seven, 2017, UNESCO was considering the addition of Venice to its Endanger list, which includes historical ruins in war-torn countries. Uh, to reduce the number of visitors who are causing irre- irreversible changes in Venice, the agency supports limiting the number of cruise ships as well as implementing a strategy for more sustainable tourism. So the first one I have is the Casino degli Speriti, which is... Um, it's a grand palace that has fallen prey to local legends in the Casino degli Spiriti, or it's also known as the House of Souls. So the elegant building looks very alone, and many locals have different stories to explain why the house is cursed. The most famous is the ghost of Luzzo, a painter who killed himself over his love for Cecilia, um, which was, I guess someone's lover but i guess he couldn't have her so what do italians do they're dramatic and they kill themselves so more <laughs> recent, more recently in the 1950s a young woman was killed there cut up and thrown into the lagoon yet holy shit that escalated really quickly yeah yeah it's perfect if you're looking for a good spot to fish as a venetian fisherman so you could stop there to fish but anything else i would try to stay away from because it has some kind of fucked up history and there's been reports of seeing, um, seeing this man, hearing voices, you know, looking shadows, things of that such. Then the next one I have is the San Marco and Santidaro columns. So, while they may be symbols of Venice sitting at the entrance of the landmark San Marco Square, the two columns don't have such a happy past. Even before they were erected, the columns had had a very haunted start as they were transported to Venice from i don't even know this word constantinople constantinople i don't know whatever constantinople that's it (laughs) (laughs) why don't i know how to say that i could oh my god i looked at that word and i was like i'll figure it out once i start recording still didn't figure it out turkey right what uh, constantinople used to be turkey oh was it look at you look at you history buff i wouldn't know that Um, But anyway, the ship carrying them tipped over and... No, wait, it was a place in Turkey. That's what it is. Okay. Oh, it's uh, it's Turkey nonetheless. Anyways, either way, it's Turkey now. So the ship that carried them tipped over and the third column sank into the sea where it still remains. And the space between the two was later used as the main execution site for many hundreds of thieves, enemies of the Republic, and murderers.
1: Ooh. So, um. Wait a minute. That place
0: is probably haunted as hell. Mm-hmm. So, definitely what I would suggest is if you go over to these columns, take a picture in between the two of them and see if you see some spooky, kooky-ooky orbs. I love it. All right. So, now we're going to go into more in-depth hauntings, curses. And we're going to start with the Palazzo Dario. So, um, let me start with. This is a 500-year-old Venetian Gothic palace. 500 years old. So we have 500 years worth of some spooky, kooky, ooky history. That's half a... Wait. Half a thousand years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. When you say it that way, it's a lot fucking longer than I thought. But yeah. So um, it's claimed to have a host of unlucky victims, including the rich and famous. It's said that the people who own the building or stayed there for more than 20 days have died, committed murder, or became bankrupt. Even local fishermen don't care, don't dare cast their ropes by the cursed palazzo, which has been dubbed the house that kills. The Ooh. house yeah. The house was built in 1479 by aristocrat Giovanni Dadio. His daughter Marietta and her husband Vincenzo later inherited the house. Vincenzo was stabbed to death and Marietta died by suicide in the Grand Canal not long after. Shortly after these tragedies... Whoa. Yeah, shortly after... Did they, these, they say why he was stabbed? No, no. not there. I don't know exactly what happened to him, but... Huh. Yeah. sometimes people just get stabbed for no reason. You know, just Italian things. So, <laughs> shortly after these tragedies, their son Vincenzo Jr. was killed in Crete by assassins. Okay, so what I'm getting at is they probably were dealing with some seedy characters already yeah right yeah
1: well here you are being logical i'm thinking it's a family curse but that also is
0: plausible too okay so the curse house claimed another victim when british scientist radon brown became its Odin. odin oh my god owner after having the house for only four years he suffered financial difficulties and his romantic relationship with another man was discovered the scandal affected him so much that in 1842, he died by suicide in the palace with his partner. Some speculate that the deaths were like a murder-suicide sort of thing. Okay. Then there's Charles Briggs, an American millionaire, who met a similar end. After purchasing the Palazzo, he acu- he was accused of being gay and fled to Mexico, where his lover died by suicide. The property then remained empty for the first half of the 20th century. In 1964, the world-famous operator, Tenor... Mario del Monaco entered negotiations by, to buy the property. However, on his way to Venice to sign the contract, he was involved in a serious car accident that made him rethink his decision to buy the building. <laughs> this, guy, this guy's thinking. Uh, then, in the 1970s, the Count of Turin, Filippo Giordano delle Lanz, um, bought Palazzo Dario and was murdered by his lover, Raul Blasic who later died a violent death after fleeing to london kit lambert Holy shit! yes and then kit lambert manager of the who bought the palace but it said he used to stay in a hotel nearby to escape the many ghosts he claimed infested the house so he bought this place and then didn't even he wasn't even able to fucking enjoy it because too many imagine ghosts having were, that
1: kind of money that you could buy a fucking palace and not even have to live there yeah
0: because oh i'm sorry i didn't want to disrupt the ghosts, you know Okay, literally, how I'm feeling about the history of this palace
1: is, like, you know when you're in the ocean and you get hit by a wave and then you get up and then another wave comes and your swimsuit's up your ass and (laughs) your your hair is in a messy bun and there's seaweed in your eyes and you finally get yourself back up and then a fucking third wave comes? (laughs) That's how this building history is going for me. So
0: fucking messy. (laughs) So messy. I'm here for the tea. So, um, in the 80s, Venetian businessmen... Fabrizio Ferrari bought the house and moved there with his sister Nicoletta. He later lost all his assets and his sister died in a car crash. Later that same decade, the financier Raul Gardini bought the place, aiming to give it to his daughter, but after a series of economic setbacks and scandal, he died by suicide in 1993. Oh, God! At at the turn of the 21st century, Woody Allen considered buying Palazzo Dario, but changed his mind allegedly after reading about all the strange and tragic deaths connected to the house. And as recently as 2002, the Who's original bass player, John Entwizzle, suffered a heart attack a week after renting the palace. Some locals believe the cause of the curse may be the fact that the building was constructed over an old Templar cemetery, which, due to a settling of the foundation, makes the structure visibly tilt to the right. Yeah. Well, that surely could be it. Uh Uh-huh. So that is the history and the haunting-slash-curse of the Palazzo Dario. So, last but definitely not least, to wrap up Venice's haunted history, I'm going to be talking about the Poveglia Island. This is where the plague vi- victims were sent to die.
1: <gasps> ah, you remember this episode mm-hmm. of Ghost Adventures where Zach puts on the silly mask? Yes, yes. Is that where he first thinks he gets possessed? I think he gets possessed there. I'm pretty
0: sure, yeah. I, I was watching a recap of it, so at the end I'm going to explain like what some of the things war that happened to them oh i'm um, so excited okay yeah. go, 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 go. sorry so in but the th- venetian lagoon sits poveglia island a small unpopulated landmass cut down the middle by a canal for all its unassuming appearance however it has a dark history and is said to be one of the most haunted places in europe a continent saturated with ghosts from 3,000 years of recorded history so many of those ghosts came courtesy of the Black Death, which swept through Europe in the 14th century, killing off millions of people and cutting the entire population of some cities in half in a matter of months or even weeks. And the bu- yeah, and the bubonic plague didn't stop after the famous outbreak of 1348. Instead, it reappeared again and again for centuries. In do you think that like there were plague victims like hooking up on that island i mean you might as well i mean if you know you're practically handed a death sentence why wouldn't you just want to nut one last time you know and you might as well do it with somebody that they're on the same boat like fuck it you know
1: right like ooh, what do you think of bartholomew <laughs> oh yeah or like other old-timey names what are some wear your Italian mask names? uh
0: vincenzo Oh, I wonder Enzo. what,
1: I wonder what uh, Vincenzo's doing over there in his crow mask. Ooh, did you see that hawk
0: mask? Ooh, Giuseppe's there's, looking there's... at me a little crazy tonight. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so in Venice, Europe's dominant trading port during the late Middle Ages and Renaissance, officials took advantage of the, of the Venetian Lagoons' islands to isolate and manage its plague outbreaks. For centuries, Paveglia Island was Venice's solution to the plague, an isolated quarantine site where victims of the plague were sent after infection with few ever leaving the island again. So, yeah, this was pretty much just a place where, you know, if you had any sort of symptoms of having the plague, they put you on a boat, threw you on this island, and was like, good luck, let's see if you survive this. Um, But usually you were expected to die if you went there but it was for the safety of everybody else. So the small island, just 17 acres, housed over 160,000 plague victims through the centuries, and officials did more than just quarantine the sick and soon to die. Uh, They burned the corpses to stop the spread of the disease, and it is said that human ash from these cremations make up, get ready for this, more than 50% of the island's soil, even now. (laughs) It sounds like hell, just in northern Italy. Yeah. Holy shit. So if you're walking on that island, you're literally just walking on a bunch of dead people from hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Gross. I don't like
1: that at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, now I'm wondering, like... If I've ever walked on soil that once had, like, ashes on it, you know? I
0: mean, but if you think about it, too, you're probably... When you're walking on dirt and stuff, you could be walking on, like, human remains, animal remains. But, like, over time, they've broken down and have just become a part of the earth.
1: Wow, that's fucking depressing. Hella depressing.
0: Hella depressing. Depressing.
1: But just all the depressing.
0: So actually, okay, I don't know if you know this. So when the deadliest outbreak of the bubonic plague, like I said, the Black Plague struck Europe in 1348. Um, Venice created the first modern quarantine system. Venice was the OG of this, and the Republic detained ships and travelers suspected of carrying the plague for a period of 40 days, and that's actually where the word quarantine comes. It comes from the word. which is 40
1: 40 holy shit quarantine oh my god how did i not realize that right
0: and although like
1: holy shit
0: yeah and although these plague quarantines were largely ineffective the desperate need to stop the spread of disease drove other areas to adopt the same practice so these so actually in colonial new york The city council had set up a quarantine station on the island that now houses the Statue of Liberty. No way! Yeah, yeah, and I mean this makes sense because, like, my great grandmother who came from Italy, she had told me that um, when she went, when she when she was coming to Ellis Island, going to New York from Italy, there was a woman that died on her ship. She was on the USS Europa, and. They threw, her, they threw the woman overboard because they obviously couldn't have this dead body on there for this long period of time. And when they got to Ellis Island, they had to quarantine for a few days because of the death. And they wanted to make sure that no one was sick or that they were going to bring disease into the country. No so, way. yeah, I actually did know about this quarantine station um, on Ellis Island. That's so like that's I mean,
1: I don't want to say it's cool because like quarantine is not cool at all. Uh-huh. But it's like
0: fascinating. It's it's so interesting to see kind of like what we do today is a result of what what was created that those many hundreds and hundreds of years ago.
1: Dude, do you want to know something crazy about Ellis Island? What? So we went um a couple years so for the hundredth anniversary, um of Ellis Island they did this thing where you could like or like the 50th anniversary I think what had been the 50th where families bought little plaques or like engravings on these big pieces of stone on Ellis Island Mm -hmm. and they put down like the immigrants name and the year they came Okay. so we went with my I went with I think my dad was there yeah And my mom and her parents, who I think it was my great-great-grandmother who had come from Norway. Okay. So my mother's maiden name and my dad's last name were, who came not necessarily like around the same time, but on those plaques, my mother's maiden name was only inches away from my father's name. What? Yeah, my mother's ancestor's name was, like, two inches away from
0: my father's ancestor's name. That is insane, Lil! How crazy is that? That is fucking nuts.
1: I know. Wow. I Whenever I hear Ellis Island, I think of that. Or, um, my... That's so t- sweet! I, yeah, right? I, I remember, re- I, I think I took on my digital camera, I think I took a picture of it. So that's lost because I left my digital camera at a seventh grade school dance. So
0: the one that got
1: away, the one that got away. Anyways, that's my little fun fact about Ellis Island. Continue. Oh,
0: that's so sweet. That's crazy. It's, it's really like, it's, it's such a huge world, but you hear experiences like that and you're like, it's so small too. It really fucking is. Okay. So enough of the quarantine talk. After this island was used to quarantine people after the plague this became um well uh, let's let's backtrack so poveglia island remains an important plague quarantine site until 1814 and owing to its haunting legacy as the city's go-to quarantine station for the plague venetians began calling poveglia island the island of ghosts understandably so right
1: yeah that makes sense
0: so Adding to the Poveglia's dark history, then in 1922, Venetians formed the island by building a mental hospital there. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, so naturally rumors started to spread that a doctor at the hospital carried out morbid experience on his patients, only to reportedly die after falling from a bell tower on the island. The hospital closed its doors in 1968, leaving Paveglia Island once again abandoned. Not surprisingly, stories of plague victims and now abused psychiatric patients haunting Paveglia Island continue to this day. And in 2014, Venice unsuccessfully tried to auction off the island, but the deal fell through. (laughs) Yeah. And the I'd like to make a return, please. And the island status remains in limbo today the island of ghosts is completely off limits to visitors but why would anyone want to visit such a place with all that history right of and course well who would want to do that Of course our our boo things at ghost adventures had to go visit ah! so um I did like I watched like a five minute recap of like what went on in this episode of Ghost Adventures. Okay. And of of course, you know how Zach usually wears those masks and things like that. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. Zach was ahead of our pandemic by wearing masks in, like, every single episode of Ghost Adventures, like, before COVID-19. Just saying. Honestly. But for this time, he wore one of those playing doctor masks that look like a crow raven like fucked up bird looking thing i remember that
1: is this is this where they get the shot of him going you have reached your final destination hell
0: i don't know if that's the episode they got from but it would uh, but i wouldn't be surprised because this episode there was a lot of a lot of audible yelling and you hear people in the back talking, but everyone that is where they like where like where the yelling is happening or the speaking is in places where no one is accounted for. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of running and things being knocked off in its places, if it's kind of like letting them know that they're there and they don't like that they're there. Um, and yeah, I didn't see in the in the recap that Zach Bagans was possibly possessed at this place but if you check out Ghost Adventures on Hulu or on Demand I don't know wherever you watch Ghost Adventures you could probably find this episode and uh, of Poveglia Island and you can check it out and see if he gets possessed. I think he does but I could be wrong. And on that note that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things. Lily, do you have anything to wrap us up with?
1: Um... Yeah, if you get COVID, don't start an island, because we've seen how that ends.
0: Definitely not. Please, it, it's highly ineffective. Just wear your masks, socially distance, and don't be a Karen. Don't be a fucking... Lit- Ugh. It's really not that hard. It's really not that hard to not be a Karen. Just
1: it's smile not, and yeah, say thank not, you. It's not a difficult... cop Or how about the guy... Okay. This one guy, our computers crashed, and he just had like a simple checking deposit, which should take about twenty seconds, and it took whoa, five minutes because the computer crashed, and he was beeping his horn at me and yelled, "Let go!" So yeah, don't be a Karen or a Kevin. Definitely
0: not. All right. So on that note, let's talk about our socials. All right. Follow us on Instagram at Just Cooly Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari Twitter JGT Podcast Facebook like page Just Gooley Things Podcast Facebook private group Just Gooley Things Podcast group Donate to our Patreon Just Cooly Things Podcast And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at JustCoolyThingsPodcast at gmail.com Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo next week. Boo-due-bye. Goodbye!